0: Cheers! Cheers. I'm Grant. I'm Danielle.
1: And this is the Sassy Glass Podcast.
0: And today, we're going to be drinking cider. In each episode, we'll explore the way that your glassware impacts your drinking experience.
1: Whether it be spirits, beers, or wine.
0: Because in our experience...
1: Glassware makes a huge splash.
0: Grant is a bit more seasoned with describing his palate.
1: Danielle is just a bit newer to the game.
0: This game is meant for anyone and everyone.
1: And we hope you play along.
0: Responsibly.
1: At home. Welcome to the Sassy Glass Podcast. For these ciders, we'll be tasting in Belgian... Pilsner Sampler and Tiku Taster glasses. So, what ciders are we gonna be drinking today?
0: Today we are going to be starting with the Angry Orchard Hard Cider. This is their basic one. It's not got any extra flavors or anything like that with it. It Comes in at 5% ABV. And is available all year round. Their ciders are also gluten-free and they do periodic testing to make sure there's no cross-contamination either. Uh, One of the things I found about Angry Orchard specifically that I thought was really interesting is why they are named Angry Orchard and it's because they found that the apples that are best for cider making tend to look like they are angry. Grumpy little apples, they create the best tartness for cider so that's why they went with Angry Orchard.
1: They're also one of the biggest uh, cider producers in the United States. From when they launched, they now control like something like 40% of the market for ciders. Mm. It's kind of crazy.
0: That makes sense. That's why it's available year-round. Um, they had an FAQ on their website about uh, how long does a cider stay good for?
1: Oh, does it? Does a cider turn?
0: Uh, they're good in a can or a bottle for a year. They don't really go bad, but they will not be as they should after that time. I was
1: gonna say, like, because it's a cider, you're talking about potential secondary fermentation if it goes longer, Mm -hmm. because then whatever's in the bottle will eventually come back to haunt you.
0: They did also say, though, that you don't typically see old ciders on the shelves because they're so popular, so probably not a big concern.
1: That's a good problem to have.
0: All right, let's uh, crack this open.
1: Oh, that was—it was all right. I was hoping that would be more sexual, but it wasn't.
0: with our standard Belgian glass, tulip shaped.
1: German style beer glass. Mm-hmm. What's this made of again?
0: It just smells like uh, some alcoholic apple juice. Well,
1: congratulations, that's what it is. I like that even though it's primarily made with apples, I'm not getting that like overly sweet, like sort of tangy apple up upfront. It, it feels much more measured and a little bit balanced. It has a nice funk to it because it is fermented.
0: Yeah, it does have funk to it. I think that's a good descriptor.
1: It's not sweet. It's not necessarily tangy, but it sort of has like that sweet but kind of sour. It's not a Jolly Rancher. No. It's not in your face that way, but if you if you took like the sugar out of a Jolly Rancher, some of that like green apple flavor mm. is there, but then it's been influenced by something else.
0: Yeah, I think for me the funk in it is sort of comparable to like when you have a cheese that has a bit of a funk to
1: it. Very very similar, like like, uh, the umami kind of funk. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's kind of what that reminds me of.
1: It's not necessarily a flavor I crave, but it's more of a, if my mouth was lonely and it needed some flavor, this is an excellent solution. Yeah. Not a bad start. I can see why it's popular. It's very palatable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's light, it's refreshing, it's crisp. But.
1: It just makes you want to go out to an orchard or a pumpkin patch. Okay. Now y'all listen here. I tell you what.
0: Uh, let's move on to the next
1: one. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's move on to our Pilsner sampler, Pilsner taster. Sort of a mid-range glass. Ooh, uh, that has less apple than I expected. Ooh, that's like sangria almost, and like there's there's like a a lemony note in there with the apple.
0: That was quite sour for me.
1: Yeah, like i I'm, I'm I'm salivating quite a lot.
0: That was like lemon juice and apple juice got mixed together.
1: It reminds me of like when, when you have apple slices as a kid and your mom doesn't want them to brown a little bit, so she puts lemon juice on them. Yeah. And then when you go back to eat the apple again, it's just like, <laughs> this is not an apple. It has been tainted. <laughs> That's kind of what that tastes like. <laughs>
0: Or anytime you buy the pre-sliced apples in the oh, store. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah.
0: it's the same thing. They're also coated in a lemon juice just ascorbic acid just, so that just, they don't brown. Yeah, so they
1: don't brown. Blah. Yeah. I still enjoy Angry Orchard, but like it's this weird aftertaste on top of the cider.
0: It's not green apple. It's a different apple.
1: If you took like a Macintosh, which is a little bit sweeter, mm. but then the lemon juice just just had. It, it's. It, I think what I'm missing from this. It, it needs a little bit of the sweetness to balance the sour, and we just don't have it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. T- that's not to say that it's not sweet. It is. It's just not in balance.
1: It, it's just the, the sourness of that little acidic note is is sort of pronounced in this glass.
0: Yeah. Let's try the Tiku Taster.
1: This was actually how we found this glass: ciders and beers.
0: That feels like it has a bit more of the balance. It does have much more of like a tart apple flavor, especially the end for me.
1: Well, and for me, the funk is actually more pronounced in this one than it was in the Belgian. In the, the finish, after I've drunk the cider, the aftertaste is bringing the funky flavor. It's not quite cheese. It's, I don't know if that, that, that's where my, my palate goes.
0: I don't mean that it, it tastes like cheese.
1: When you have a funky cheese and it has sort of that lingering, not savory, but more umami note, it's still there for me in that glass.
0: Not funky like a blue cheese, but funky like a Parmesan or something like that.
1: Yeah, there's there's just something that's, it's taking me a different direction than the rest of the cider is. Mm. What do you think the, the ultimate balance is between these three glasses for you with these ciders? Do you feel like there's more dimension to the cider than you originally thought?
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I'm not a big fan of ciders.
1: Well, And they're definitely not a go-to for me. So
0: I think I've just never been a fan of apple juice generally. And so ciders for me just taste like funky apple juice. So it's not been a flavor that I've been particularly drawn to. I have tried. And it's not bad. They're, they're nice, they're refreshing, they're just not hitting the spot for me.
1: For me, it's much more of a seasonal thing. It's more of a, okay, it's the fall, it's harvest time. Pumpkin spice season for some people is more cider season for me. Yeah. Finding a glass that speaks to me of oh, this moment's more, it, it feels more seasonal just generally. I'm looking for nostalgia almost. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if, if Angry Orchard does it for me as far as finding that memory. It's more like I'm looking for something I've forgotten. That's where I think the the Belgian glasses does a better job of that for me.
0: I would agree. I think for me, the Belgian is also my choice. I can't get over the sour in this one, in our taster, our um, uh, sampler, Pilsner sampler glass. The Tiku taster is also good, but if I'm drinking a cider, I'm probably gonna want it in a full-sized glass. Mm -hmm and this is the sample size of Tiku. TQ. Tiku's full size are 14 ounces they're stemmed and they were created for craft beer which is why we've chosen to include it with the ciders because it works for those as well um so the larger size of that one might have more appeal to me um, but that's something we'll have to come back to if we get full-sized tiku glasses
1: oh the joys of the game of glassware as you buy more glassware and then have to figure out storage for it.
0: Yeah. Shall we move on to the next one?
1: Yeah. Cider number two.
0: Okay, Grant, so what's our second one?
1: So our second one comes from Stella Artois. This is Cidre, not cider, as they famously say. So this is one of the more interesting breweries for me just because it's so old. The brewery that creates, uh, cidre, and Stella Artois dates back to 1366. Holy cow! It's yeah, we're we're approaching 700 years of brewing.
0: That's wild.
1: But this line uh, for the ciders only started in 2011. This is a very new offering from Mm -hmm. them. Cool. They're kind of tight-lipped about how they approach this particular cider. That they're they're they kind of just stand by the brand.
0: Yeah. Because
1: mm-hmm. we only ever have rumors of how this works. Like, oh, upwards of seventy percent of these apples are hand-picked or whatever. Yeah. But not a lot of that's corroborable online. Yeah. So.
0: Their website is quite. Um,
1: it's terse.
0: It, yeah, she's is is a little uh, direct and. Uh, Empty.
1: Yeah. Brevity is the soul of wit. They took a little bit literally. Uh, but we do know that this is 4.5% ABV. I'm a fan of Stella. It's not one of my go-tos, but it, I always feel like there's a beautiful reliability. And I've never tried this one, so I'm I'm excited to see what they do with cider.
0: Yeah. Let's uh, crack into it.
1: Great. All right, so we see how it goes. Yes. Starting with the Belgian again.
0: We'll say right off the bat, it does look a tiny bit lighter in color. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It smells way sweeter, and it doesn't smell just of apple.
1: Uh, I'm getting pear. Yeah. Pear is definitely in there. Um, I'm getting something else.
0: One of the things that I did see on the website is that in the ingredients list, they also have um, barley and hops. This is a Belgian-style cider. Oh, that makes sense.
1: So it's the right glass, apparently.
0: hmm
1: I will say that if you were comparing to Angry Orchard to this, you're dealing with slightly different styles of cider.
0: Oh, very much so. I actually quite like this one in comparison. Um, It's less apple juice, and it feels more like apple beer.
1: Yeah, well, I think part of it, for me, with with Angry Orchard is that it feels slightly thin in the mouthfeel by comparison, whereas this feels more like a beer. Like, it's a bit thicker, it's a bit heartier, and I think that that's where your preferences, Mm -hmm. especially your preferences, land better.
0: For me, this one has more lift. Like, it seems like the carbonation is just a bit more there, which makes sense coming down to how they're brewing it. I was
1: gonna say, just the hops alone will give that lift.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm i surprised by this one.
1: I like it because it's like, instead of being like a pear, a pear cider, this is a nice blend of apple and pear mm. with a little bit of lemon. Yeah, There is sort of a, a lemony note, but it works well with the rest of the flavors that are there. I really like this because it's got a nice uh, tanginess that keeps bringing me back. Once it's washed down and I'm sitting, that little pucker comes back. I'm like, hey, you want some more?
0: Yeah, I'm getting that as well.
1: Very nice. Very nice. Moving on to our Pilsner sampler taster.
0: A little less on the nose for me.
1: It's a bit more airy. Mm-hmm. Like, even agitating it and trying to get more out of it, it, it just feels a bit thin. I'm still getting the same notes though.
0: I think like with the last one, this one brings forward more of the sour tart notes.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that actually for me, lessens the apple and brings out the pear. Mm. So like the balance is just completely different than the other glass. I am sort of getting like a a slight like Martinelli's kind of non-alcoholic champagne, apple spritzer kind of thing.
0: Yeah, same.
1: More in this glass than in that one. Mm. I do like that this one feels thicker just generally. As, as we're tasting it, it feels like I'm, I'm having to work a little bit to oxidize and like really mm. dive in. But that is good for me because it feels like I'm investing something as I'm trying.
0: Mouthfeel for me on this one also, like I said, it feels a bit more like a beer, like it's got more carbonation to it. Whereas the Angry Orchard had something of that juice texture where it's almost a
1: syrupy. A little bit. This one does not feel that way.
0: It doesn't.
1: Hmm. Moving on to our Tiku taster. Oh, oh, that was like a brick. That was a heavier brick.
0: We both just grabbed that wrong. I'm getting more apple juice in in the nose on this one.
1: That's really interesting because I'm getting almost no pear anymore. It's, we're, we're closer to granny apple. It is sweet, but it's so tart.
0: I'm actually getting more pear. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Ripe pear, sour pear?
0: It's not underripe, but it's not as ripe as I would like it. Bartlett pear. Oh,
1: so it's a, so it's a hard Bartlett pear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay, I can see that. There's too much lemon in there for me. I think that's where, where, like, mine turns more granny smith. There's just too much acid for me.
0: Yeah, I definitely have... The aftertaste for me is is a lot like a, a green apple Jolly Rancher, but in the beginning of the drink, it's got a lot more pear.
1: I think this is getting closer to me for the nostalgia part of it, though, just because it's like getting into sort of the neighborhood of that nostalgia flavor profile for me. Mm.
0: Well, that makes sense because of the Martinellis.
1: Yeah, well, and I think that, it, that that's a piece of it, but that's not specifically what it is. Mm-hmm. It's more like. No, no, that's in the ballpark. You're, you're getting close.
0: So, of these three, which one do you think has the better balance and flavor for you?
1: Well, I will say overall, this was a delight. I really, I, I like it. for for ciders. This is well made.
0: I fully agree with that. I would, I would have this one again.
1: Like if you're looking for something lighter, something that's not as alcoholic as a lot of beers are. You're not looking for like that big bloaty sensation. I think this is a great alternative. Yeah. And if you're looking for something that has a, a, a bit of, you know, fruit forward sweetness, I would go here.
0: We'll also say that uh, during the research, it's recommended that these are served on ice, which we are not doing. They are refrigerator chilled, but not on ice.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. I, I, I see where they're going because they want to be fancy.
0: Well, I wonder how much the extra chill from the ice would bring out the crisp and the tart.
1: I do wonder that, but I also wonder how much dilution that's going to bring. Yeah. Part of what I'm enjoying is the intensity of the flavor. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you add ice, you're instantly going to dilution at some point.
0: And I, I think for both of us, that more intense tartness that the cold would bring is not what we would be seeking.
1: At the same time... I still think we go back and get it and try it because I want to know if like, maybe that improves my experience. Yeah. Because I like being proven wrong.
0: Correct. Yeah. I'm Same.
1: Yeah. That, w- that was a pleasant surprise.
0: I think for me, I'm going to go again with the Belgian.
1: Going with the Belgian yet again. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, so am I. <laughs> I think with, with cider and with our experience with cider, this is probably going to be a gauntlet on that one. I'm not surprised by that, just because of what our usual preferences are in the beverage. Mm-hmm. And because of our preferences in the beverage, we're probably going to lean on that glass a little bit in this particular lineup. Yes. Good job, Stella. Yeah. Well well done. That's tasty.
0: Yeah. As, as someone who does not like ciders, I approve.
1: On to number three. All right, Danielle, what's number three?
0: Uh, number three is the Strongbow Hard Ciders. This is the original dry, and it comes in at five percent ABV. It's less sweet than other ciders, according to their website.
1: Uh, well, and they're playing with the they're playing with the wine spectrum, where, yes. you're, where you're going sweet to dry. Mm-hmm. This is more of a dry. Right. Cider, So it's, it's going to have more of those sort of bittersweet notes.
0: Mm-hmm. They are specifically looking for the apples that are going to have more tartness and more of that tannin quality to it. The thing that they've gotten really good at is growing the apples they use for their ciders. Mm-hmm. And it seems like uh, they've been around since the late 1800s. so Well,
1: and that's been true of all three of the ciders we have today is... All of them have lots of land and do have access to their own orchards, so.
0: Mm. The, the science that they put into how they grow the apples for their individual things is an interesting idea.
1: When a lot of people don't necessarily drink these on their own either. A lot of them will be more in the range of like sort of beer cocktails, like yes. a black and tan, a half and half, a black velvet. Mm-hmm. where it's it'll be some kind of a lager or a hard cider and then something of a porter or a stout where you sort of have that little half and half effect
0: mm-hmm. in the glass. I did find on this website that they have cocktail recipes mm-hmm. for using their range. Strongbow also has a, a very big range of flavors. they
1: are probably best known for the snake bite, though.
0: What's the snake bite?
1: Where you have a lager and a hard cider.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. A black velvet is a snake but with Guinness.
0: I don't approve of that use of Guinness.
1: <laughs> so you don't like a black and tan or a half and a half either? I like a black and tan. Oh,
0: okay. I don't approve of putting it with a cider. We have a
1: purist over here. <laughs>
0: no, I, I like a black and tan. I like a black and tan with Guinness. I don't think I would like it with a cider.
1: Tune in next week on Masochists United. Let's get into it. Oh, yeah.
0: I did not know there was going to be a splash zone.
1: Well, maybe you should look up, and then you'd see her. Okay. Speaking of splash zones. All right, strong bow. Let's see what you got. Hmm. Very pleasant acidity right up front.
0: Close my nose.
1: I like that in the taste of that, it it fits that description of dry. Very much. Dealing with like a dry white wine.
0: It has that quality, absolutely.
1: You're right in there in like the same lane while also having still that sort of like underbelly of sweetness.
0: Mm -hmm. I can see this one being okay in that black velvet drink you've said. But it still would not be my preference.
1: Well, I think that whenever you're having one of those, it's more of a having a night in the town or I'm with friends and this is a thing we do versus like a regular thing that we always do. I like the freshness of this while also being a little bit, not sour, but has sort of that that dry quality where it's it's hitting me a little bit in the bitter side, mm-hmm. just sort of activating that part of my tongue without it being tart or sour or bitter. It's just sort of a an awareness that's there in that dry white wine kind of way.
0: It- is very much giving me like a fruit wine like it Mm -hmm. for me this this is a lot more like an apple wine an apple it's not sweet enough to be a Moscato but something that is dry
1: yeah well it's almost like a, a less bubbly Prosecco for me yes yeah, it's an apple prosecco. Yeah, I like that. If you were to make mimosas, this is actually not a bad option to make mimosas with.
0: Yeah, it would complement orange juice or...
1: Most berry juices would go yeah. really well with this. How about going on to our sampler. sampler?
0: Hmm. This glass just makes everything sour for me.
1: This one didn't go sour for me. It, it just brought out very, very different flavors. It's, for me, it's not any less tart than the last one was, but it's like I'm drinking a different spirit. It's a bit Chardonnay Well,
0: I mean, that might be part of why I'm not feeling it.
1: <laughs> I'm not
0: a Chardonnay gal.
1: She's not a fan of Chardonnay, but she's exploring it, she's been working on it.
0: There will be an episode of chardonnay and maybe we'll do a chardonnay flight
1: yeah maybe um yeah i think this is where this is close to a dry riesling if you wanted to go the wine route where it is sort of a a naturally sweet wine that's on the dry side Mm. it's just sort of downplaying the sweetness it's not in your face about it it's just sort of existing i think for me this is not one that i would drink on its own I feel like this would pair better with some kind of food. Even if it was snacks, even if it was something a little bit salty would be good.
0: Salty would be quite nice with this.
1: But you can also see why the longevity of this particular cider is. It, it's hard to miss with it. Yeah. Yeah, Very, very nice.
0: Onto the Tiku. Tiku? How did we do this before? We've cheersed with this glass before.
1: Has it ever been this full? No. <laughs> Thud. Thud. <laughs> Why? <laughs>
0: because for beer tasting we actually put closer to the right amount in it.
1: <laughs> That's just a disappointing sound.
0: All the sounds in this episode have been disappointing She's like This one wasn't. The wine qualities that come out in this are very surprising to me.
1: It's almost like I'm tasting like an apple mixer Mm -hmm. rather than a cider. Yeah. Because it has has all those wonderful qualities that I like in cider just generally, where it's it's sweet, it's tart, it has a little bit of acid in it, but it doesn't feel like it's alcoholic. A dangerous quality in cider. Yeah. With this one, I, I... I, I feel like I'm not drinking a hard cider anymore. I'm I'm drinking like what you would mix with a hard cider. Mm-hmm. Or or with like, you'd wanna have sort of like a fall cocktail, but you wanted to have the elements without having to add more alcohol.
0: Yeah, like for me, this one, something salty would be nice with it. Whether that's a food pairing or a, a drink.
1: Oh, like doing like a salt syrup.
0: Mm-hmm, or also, I think this would be nice with, like, something cinnamon.
1: Well, yeah, I, th- I think that that's a, a great call, especially because apple cinnamon, again, fall flavors, you're, you're right there. Like, e- even if, like, you were to put, like, a little bit of fireball with it, of all things.
0: That is one of the common cocktail mixers, yeah. actually, that I, I saw on the website when I was looking.
1: Well, because I think just, just that cinnamon-style whiskey with apple is just—that's a— mm-hmm. a wonderful match.
0: Yeah, I think it was Angry Orchard actually that suggested Fireball with it. We do have a very nice uh, cinnamon honey whiskey that would probably be really nice with this to add a little bit of that sweetness back into it. We'll be doing an episode on that in the next month. Keep an eye on our socials and our channel because we will be covering that in a future episode.
1: For this one, I'm actually going to go with the Tiku.
0: Ooh, okay. That was not expected actually.
1: It wasn't expected for me either. I think just because of how the Tiku expresses, the the way that this particular cider went was more sort of wine adjacent mm-hmm. by comparison to the other two. And I think I just, I really enjoy the aromatics in. The Tiku glass, where I was getting sort of a similar palette experience in the other two. Close second in the Belgian glass, but that one just didn't quite stand out as much for me. Yeah. So
0: yeah. Tiku. I'm going Belgian again. Creature of habit. It's not just that, it's, I just really like the way that all three of these were in that glass. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all, in all cases, they were a little bit sweeter in that glass, and I tend to lean much more in that direction. Um, for me, the Tiku was a bit too apple uh, in comparison.
1: Which is not a flavor that you are particularly like in love with.
0: I like a I like an apple, but I don't like apple juice or apple flavored things.
1: Okay, completely valid.
0: Well, at least it wasn't all Belgian.
1: I mean, uh, a curve was thrown to me at the end, so. (laughs) But that's why we're trying this, gotta know.
0: We hope that you had a good tasting today and that if you are not a fan of ciders, that you will maybe consider giving them another go.
1: Let us know in the comments what your Sassy Glass was or if you have any recommendations of what we should try next.
0: Well, thank you for having a drink with us. Responsibly. And stay sassy.